Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. We should not, like children, be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Everybody has a doctrine. You go to every church in San Antonio, you will hear all kinds of doctrines. I have been to many churches, though you will find, all, I mean, I, I'm very, very liberal in my worldview, but very conservative in what I do. I've been to a church where they do feet washing. They said, Jesus washed people's feet, so let's wash feet too. I'm like, okay, oh, we should do this, you should put this, you should do all kinds of things, but do I need to do any of those things? We should not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. How can I stand? A measure of growth is when someone is telling you something that is not right. You say, sir, I love the way you said this thing. But I don't think it is consistent with the word of God. I love the idea that you're proposing here. But I don't think it's consistent. I mean, nobody can teach any one of us here to start eating through their nose. And you'll be like, <laughs> I'm not sure where you, what you are up to. But it's a bad idea. Because of what I know. I mean, do you know that some kids can trick their friends, their other kids, to put it in your nose? And that happened to me when I was a kid, I'm telling you. You know, my grandmother used to sell beads. And those tiny little beads, one of my very mean friends, basically convinced me to put bead in my nose. And I did not have enough maturity of knowledge, of skill, to know bead in my nose may kill me. So I put one bead in my nose and I figured that the thing couldn't come out directly. I started crying. I ran into an elder and he said, what happened? I said, in my nose there was something. The man held one nose. I thought he was going to kill me. Because one of the other ones said, I should blow it. I had no idea how to blow the second one. Started hitting me at the back of my head and things like that. You know, kids can be tossed to and fro, can be deceived like that. In fact, we should know that these days, oh, many Christians have been deceived. Even in the church. But please, help, let us grow. Let us grow. Don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Oh, the one popular doctrine these days is you must be rich. You have to be having money. Or all problems will be gone tomorrow. No, that is a lie. Problems just don't vanish. In fact, you go through them. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We don't want that kind of doctrine in this church. Many people will not come. Jesus will give you all the problems. There was a time, long time ago, I was sitting in one embassy because I was, it was in a U.S. consulate office in a country. And I just went there to go and get some document before I traveled back to the United States. And there was one man with so many other people that were filing to just visit the United States. So one of them who has never, ever visited the United States. I can still remember his face. Very light-skinned man. And he was telling the other people that were also waiting to get visa to go to the United States. He said, United States? The best people there were the photographers. I was like, what? That was a lie. I, I, I didn't pay attention, but he was talking confidently. He said, the people that were rich, oh man, the people that caught meat. I was like, no, this guy is lying. He said, oh, well, you don't have money in two days. They just knock on your door and hand you money. I just looked at this guy again. I was like, 
something must be terribly wrong with this guy. And you know, everybody was like, really? Photographer? He said, my uncle was a photographer too. Somebody was like, so should I, do I need to learn before I go to the United States? I look at this man and say, God. He's a liar. But he's so confident about his lies. And the people that were listening to him thought he knew what he was doing. But this man has never been to the United States. Sincerely, to God, I felt like dragging him and saying, sir, but have you been to the United States before? He was like, oh, they're just processing my papers. But I've heard that, whole oh, two days maximum, you don't have food. They bring food to your house. Two days maximum, you don't have clothes. They get you clothes. America, photographers, they make money. I said, well, in America, people don't just take pictures like that. He said, oh, no. That's how it works there. They've told me. I said, woo, it's the day. Now, I told you about America. I'm telling you that I will never forget that man's face. I hope I will see him one day if he made it to the United States. But, I, but one thing that was so unique about the experience was every other person that was waiting for their visa believed what this guy was saying because he was so confident. Photographers, they are the best people in America. I said, photographers? I don't even know if I've seen a studio where someone really makes a lot of money at all. He says, people that cut meat, oh, they make a lot of money. They don't? It's a lie. But you know, he said it so confidently, everybody believed him. There are too many people like that guy in pulpits, in churches, that claim to be Christians. They come with giant Bibles, large print. They have concordance. Concord. All these other things, when they speak to you, they will quote scriptures, seven scriptures before they say one word. So your mind will be so mesmerized. But they do not have the truth of God. Grow in the word of God. Don't be tossed by every wind of darkness. Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 to 2. I beg you, my people in church, by the mercies of God, please, please, as you are growing, present your body. That physical thing that you have that contains everything that you carry around, give it to God like a sacrifice. Make it holy, make it separated that God will love to accept your body. Oh, you know, these days our bodies, Bible says our bodies are the temple of God, but we, 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 everybody tells me, you can't tell me what I do with my body. It's mine. I own it. I control it. But please, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Only that God will take it and accept it. I want to say something quickly. Um, in a house, there are different vessels. You have plates where you eat. You have a designated spot we call the restroom. We don't eat there. So I want us to know, once you designate something and separate it for holy use, remember, your, the clothes you're wearing today, you have separated it among all the other clothes for you to use today. That's what God is saying now. 
select your body make it separated for a specific use that god can take advantage of yes man so this is how you serve god okay that is where we have problem as we grow if we want to grow don't copy everybody oh you're gonna have a lot of friends in your neighborhood you think that they're not better than you and yet they look better than you and you want to be better than them competition he's driving a car i gotta drive that car he's having that house i must have that house he's wearing that clothes i must wear that clothes he has this thing i must have that thing why it's a great thing to see other people do well and you want to be like them but growing basically means that you know where you're going and what you should have or what you should you must be transformed in your mind a christian is not growing if the mind is not transformed i want to challenge us this day if your heart is not transformed your mind is not transformed. what do i mean by transformed it must change. What people teach us, what the world teaches us is not what is the thing that Christ wants us to do. Oh, the world teaches us vengeance. You slap me, I slap you. An eye for an eye. You kick me, I kick you. That is how it works. You cheat me, I cheat you. That's the way the world works. But Bible is saying, well, but the way we Christians should do things is to forgive people. You say, Lord, should I still forgive? Sister Lynn just hurt me yesterday. Should I forgive her? Oh, brother, Fulcum, I just, just did something to me. Should I still forgive? How many times should I forgive? Oh, Sister Maria, you know, the way she did not hug me yesterday, I felt so bad in my heart that I feel, oh, not next time when I see her, I will walk this way. That's the way the world works. Is that how we should do it? And you know what? If you try the first time, second time, the third time, you still say, well, I'm a Christian, you will be tired of doing the right thing. And then one day you want to give up. They asked Jesus, sir, how many times should I forgive when my brothers and my sisters, when they hurt me? Seven times. Seventy times seven. In a day. Oh, yeah. You know, forgiveness is a hard thing. Very hard to forgive people. In fact, let me start with this. It's very hard to forgive yourself. We don't think about it a lot. It's very hard to forgive yourself. If you have made a very terrible mistake before and then you look every time you remember and say oh i wish i had done something differently but you must learn first to forgive yourself you know what yeah you've done something bad so move on now and someone has done something bad okay move on don't dwell on it oh but it hurts you badly but that thing is so obvious in fact i'll tell you if you see my hand here is a scar. When I was growing up, my parents had a housemaid that used to live with us. The housemaid one day was showing us how to burn a plastic bag with fire. So she put a stick in it and rolled it, rolled it, and we'll put it inside fire and we'll take it up and the plastic bag will melt. 
because I was just a child again, very curious. I didn't know I put my hand this way. And as she was melting the thing and the plastic bag melted, it felt right on my hand. You see, it's a giant thing I'm still living with so many years. Every time I remember that thing, I'm like, oh, that woman. You know, she's gone. I don't even know where she is right now. But I carry this car with me forever. The question is, should I forgive? Well, if I don't forgive, so what am I supposed to do? Go beat her up with our own grandchildren right now where she may be? We must learn to forgive. It's easy for us not to want to forgive. It is easy for us to say, oh, well, I'm going to hold on to it. You see, it's easy for you to tell me, but see, I carry this car. Yes, ah, you carry this car, but please forgive. That is learning to grow. Transform your heart. Your neighbors will tell you that doesn't make any sense. But please, I tell you in the name of God, forgive. God wants us to grow. John chapter 1 verse 12. Time is not on my side at all. John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as have received Christ, he gave them power to become sons of God. Even those that believe in him. You must grow to this level to know that you are truly, truly sons and daughters of God. What does that mean to us as we're growing? Sometimes situation will come and impact your life so badly that you will doubt whether God loves you. You will doubt whether God is able to help you. You will doubt whether God actually thinks about you. You will doubt whether there is actually a God at all. Things will basically shake your life to the foundation of it and you will come to that realization and say, you know, the church that I'm going, I don't even think it makes any sense. The Bible says you are sons of God. You know, I tell you, I don't see my dad every day. But I know for sure I am his son. And nothing can change that. In fact, there's nothing anybody can do to change that. It's too late. So we must always know the fact that sometimes we get into a bad situation. We not change the fact that you are indeed sons and daughters of God. Oh, everybody will tell you if God was there to help you, this should not have happened. If God was there. That was what happened to, you know, Mary and Martha. And say, well, we sent to Jesus. We applied to Jesus. We made SOS message to Jesus. It was a page we sent to Jesus. Your friend Lazarus was dead. Please come on time. Come on time. Many times you pray those prayers that you cry about. Many times you pray those prayers you are believing God. This is one thing I'm asking you this year. Nothing more. Just this year. Do this for me. And guess what? Completely disappointed. God doesn't show up. In fact, God shows up very late. And you're saying, God, you know, Yesterday I believe, but today, no, I don't think so. Uh, if you had been a good God and nice God, you could have just helped me yesterday. I just needed only one thing, and you didn't help me today. That was what, you know, Mary said to Jesus when Jesus showed up four days later. Sir, if you had come yesterday, or maybe four days ago, that your friend that you like would be here. How come? You were super busy? Is that it? But 
I want us to know you are always the son of God. You are always the daughter of God. Understanding that you are growing once you begin to trust God more and more and more and more every day. Problems don't define things. I have been in a situation where I had nothing. Absolutely nothing. When I mean nothing, I mean nothing. That never changed the fact that I'm, I have always been a child of God. There was a time it was so not good at all. And we lived in a city that was extremely cold in Chicago. And uh, I was walking on the street and I was freezing cold. One man drove beside me because I had no car. So, and I had to walk and walk and walk and walk. And then this man drove beside me and said, do you mind getting in the car because I perceive that you may collapse? So I said, don't worry. I was just, and I was just walking straight down to AT&T because I mean, that time it was singular. I wanted to go and get cell phone. I said, no, don't worry, sir. This man could not bear. He said, no, I think you will probably pass out. I said, no, I'm fine. But he saw that I was terribly in need. At that moment, I never thought I didn't have a God. I knew for sure there was a God. The fact that I didn't have anything. The following week, I had to go to downtown Chicago. I missed the bus. And I was right there. It was freezing cold. Negative five degrees. I had this overall jacket that I bought from Salvation. Goodwill. Thank you very much. That was Goodwill. My shoe was bought from Goodwill. My five pants that I have were all from Goodwill. Don't tell me next time that, okay? But that was me. Absolutely. I'm telling you exactly what happened. And I bought one suit from Goodwill. You can buy a suit from Goodwill. So that was the only suit I was going to be wearing to work. I did not get the head cover. I missed the bus. And because I missed the bus after 8 o'clock, it took almost 35 minutes for the next bus to come. My hairs were as if they were going to fall off. I looked beside me, I saw a, you know, a Korean or Chinese restaurant, and I ran straight to that place. They said, what do you need? I said, I just need hot water. <laughs> I needed something just to, unfortunately, because I was so naive, I turned on the hot water, and I drank it. Oh, God, it looked like I was going to kill. My hands were going to peel off. And, oh, God, it was a terrible event. Eventually, I got on the bus. I never was in downtown. And when the bus was now taking me, I missed the stop because I didn't know I was supposed to pull the... Oh, my hair was like that. Well, I had a little bit of hair that time. I'm talking about something that happened uh, over 10 years ago. Sincerely, the bus driver looked at me and said, what is wrong with you? Where are you from? You don't know where you're going? He started insulting me like this. And everybody was looking at me and I said, I said, sir, uh, I'm just going to this street. He said, don't tell me that. When you get to your stop, just press the thing. You don't know how to operate this stuff. Where are you from again? I just look at the floor. I said, God, I'm still your child. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that never changed anything about me. But that moment, I looked very foolish. I looked very like I didn't have anybody. It was terrible. It was terrible. But I was still a child of God. That is exactly how we're going to feel sometimes. But one thing that shows we're growing is to know, regardless of what happens, you're still a child of God. God loves you. Seriously. He does. He loves you. Oh, some other people will want to tell you it's because of this or that. No, do not listen to them. 
trust God and grow. Some of the reasons why we don't grow, because I want us to also not take too long this morning. The leaders we follow. We don't see good examples anymore. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. If you're there, help us read, please, if you don't mind. Isaiah 3, 12. Isaiah 3. As for my people, children are the ones that are oppressing them. The women rule over them. Oh, my people. The people that are leading you, that are the one that are examples, they cause you to make mistakes. Oh, and destroy the path you follow. Leaders. Oh, many of us. And that is why every time I pray that I will make heaven. And I always ask people when they ask me what they pray for me, I say one thing. Pray that I will not miss heaven. Uh, they say, what about that prayer point? I say, no, that's the only prayer point I have. Sometimes this pulpit can be a trap. Oh, having preached to others and then end up in hell? No. Many times when you preach a thing and you live a different thing, it cannot be. How can I preach that everybody must grow and I myself am not growing? How can I preach that everybody must pray and I am not praying? How can I preach and say everybody, you must learn of Christ and be of Christ and then when the time comes, I'm different. But people see that. So when we see leaders, when we see those in authority, ministers, pastors, or great people, or even those in authority in secular places, do not copy what they do. I don't know if you've seen it. They said there was this thing. And then they caught some pastors. They were going to the massage parlor. And there they have underage girls there. And they caught two pastors. So you hear about that and then you say, even pastors, they do it, so what's the point? But you can't, I and you cannot grow like that by looking at those pastors. I cannot. Well, the first message that the church put out is, we, the church of ABC, denounce the man of God because we do not support that. And so what if you denounce the man? The question is the message has been passed to the church, church people. Everybody now knows, even pastors. The question is, let us pay attention to the leaders. Any leader that, that will lead us astray, be careful. Many of us, we preach. We read Bible to preach. You know, like I said, I always ask people to pray for me, right? Every time I'm studying the Bible, the first temptation we want to come is, ah, salmon. And the first thing the Spirit of God will tell me is, your life. Now, every time I study the Bible, the first thing I want to do is, God, I want to study the Word of God for me. And then once I am full of the Word of God, I can think about, so what is going on if I have to speak to other people? When you see leaders that read Bible just to preach, there is a problem. They are not growing themselves. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. 
my people the people of god the church people are no longer consistent they are destroyed because they do not have knowledge because they do not have the understanding of the word of god please let us know that we will not stand if we don't understand the word of god they've rejected knowledge i will reject you Ah, this is God speaking specifically to a group of people that they are priests. And priests do not have knowledge of God. Well, you say, well, they are Christians, they are bishops, they must know what they are doing. They don't. They don't. Mm -hmm. Please, let us learn to go. So for me to finish, thank you very much, man. To finish, you must grow and you will undergo changes. You will undergo changes. Two, growth is not automatic. Don't just assume you're going to grow. Growth requires painful exercises. When you start growing, you see different changes. So if I would summarize everything in my heart this morning, please, number one, don't think that growth is because church is growing big, because money is flowing in church, because other people are growing. No, those are just superficial things. Growth is, are you conformed to Christ now? Are you desiring the word of God now? Do you believe, can you live according to the standard of the word of God? You will not be popular. You will not be the most loved person. In fact, the day you start practicing the word of God, people will not like you. People will not like you. Let me ask this question that they usually ask. What is the size? How do you think that a church should determine the size of that church? The size of the church is determined by those that come for the study of the word of God. So please, the church in your own house, grow right there. If you can't teach in your own house, if you can't study Bible in your own house, start it. Do it. Just do it. I want us to bow our heads as we're going to pray. I, was, I want to grow. I want to grow. I don't want to be the same what I used to be. I want us to ask God, Father, I need help. I want to grow. I can't remain the same. I don't want to remain the same. Ask God to help you and I to grow as individuals to the knowledge of God, standard of God, the principles of God. I want us to pray that everything that is making us not to grow, maybe we have learned the wrong things. Maybe we are planting ourselves in the wrong place where there is no nourishment. Maybe we have also followed the wrong path that we are no longer receiving the truth. Maybe you are not desiring the word of God as you should. And maybe you've been tossed to and fro. Maybe you, we all lack knowledge of the word of God. I said, Father, help me to now desire the truth. Help me to grow. Help me to understand your word. Lord, I know it will be tough. Bible says sometimes you will feel dejected, but no, no for sure. God still loves you. You must grow. As children, desire the sincere word of God so that you can grow thereby. Help me to grow. 
help me to grow. 